Good morning, everybody. You're listening to the Mindset Matters Podcast. I'm your host, Riley Jensen, and today in episode 42, we're talking about pressure and why pressure is a privilege. Welcome back. I hope you're having a good morning. I want to talk to you today about uh, a phrase that Billie Jean King, the uh, great American tennis player, I believe she wrote a book called this, but she's known for this quote for sure, and that is, pressure is a privilege. And I'm going to speak to the Woods Cross volleyball team today, and I'm going to speak to them a little bit about pressure. I'm going to talk to them a little bit about When your sports anxiety raises, when your general anxiety level raises, what do you do? And I'm excited to talk to them today about it. Um, I'm going to talk to them about the fact that pressure is a privilege. And first, I just want to talk about what happens to your body physiologically when you feel pressure. Scientifically, there's not a lot of difference between excitement and anxiety or pressure. In other words... There's neck breathing that takes place, meaning you start to get shortness of breath. You're not breathing to the bottom of your lungs and fully giving your body the oxygen that it needs to be successful. Your heart rate goes up. Your blood pressure goes up as well. And there seems to be a general kind of weakness or a tingling feeling in your extremities, in your hands, in your feet. And I I always find it really interesting that there's not much difference between excitement and pressure. In fact, I would argue in some ways that the only difference between excitement and pressure is how you label the stimulus or how you label the event. How am I going to label this tough game that I have coming up this weekend? How am I going to label this tough opponent that I have to play? How am I going to label this week and the big presentation that I have by the end of the week? So as you think about it that way, it's really about a growth mindset. It's really about a mindset that says, I'm excited for this challenge rather than I'm fearful of this challenge. And you can think of hundreds of times where you've succeeded when you're excited. It's a little bit harder to do this exercise, though. Have you ever succeeded when you felt pressure? I think you have. I can name some times in my life where I felt a tremendous amount of pressure and succeeded. Uh, when I asked my wife to marry me, I was feeling a little bit of pressure, and things went well. I've had various presentations that have been very large and very important to my livelihood that have gone well, and I've been significantly nervous, full of anxiety. I can remember football games, critical moments, critical games, all kinds of times where I felt pressure mounting in my life, where things went well. Now, it's a lot easier to focus on the times where it didn't go well. It's a lot easier to point out the times where you felt pressure and perhaps you melted down, perhaps you didn't perform to the highest of your abilities. But one of the things that I think is cool about pressure, and whether you win or learn in a pressure situation, is that pressure holds up a mirror to the individual. Looking yourself in the mirror is always a win. 
Let me repeat that. Looking at yourself in the mirror with an honest and authentic perspective is always a win. And typically, if you're smart about what you're doing, you can look back and you can find moments where you felt pressure and you succeeded. And if you've done it before, you can do it again. It's that simple. In fact, it's important for me to note here that if you do have pressure on you, you don't suck at what you're doing. There's a lot of people out there in this world who aren't very good at what they do, and they don't feel a lot of pressure. They really don't. For example, when I go to ski in the mountains, in the beautiful mountains of the Salt Lake Valley here, when I ski, there's not a lot of pressure on me. The pressure that I have is to get down the hill and to not look stupid. There's not a lot of pressure. For some of the students that I work with at Romark Ski Academy, there's a lot of pressure on them, not to just get down the hill, but to get down the hill the fastest. They have pressure on them because they don't suck. I don't have pressure on me when I'm skiing because I do suck. <laughs> so, when you feel prev- when you feel pressure walk into the room, you ought to welcome it with open arms. You've done it before, you can do it again. When pressure walks into the room, think back to those times where you've actually done a good job of maintaining that pressure. Welcome him into the room. I know I've talked about it in other podcasts. Give him a name. Name him Billy. Hey, Billy, it's nice to see you again. You always show up when something important is about to happen. And finally, I would like to talk about the inner critic and the exterior critic. Don't worry about those people. And don't worry about what I call self one and self two. Self one, and I got this from a great book. If any of you want to read it, it's called The Inner Game of Tennis. But he talks in that book about self one constantly attacking self two. Self one is the critic. Self one is the one that's constantly coaching you, telling you that you're not good enough, telling you that you don't deserve to be there. And to silence self one, you got to trust self two, and that is your body that just lets things happen. Trust your training. Trust all the work that you put in to what you're doing. And if you haven't put the work in, start putting the work in, and you'll see your anxiety decrease exponentially. And finally, I'd like to just leave you with this saying. It's from a president of the United States, Theodore Roosevelt. It is not the critic who counts, not the man who points out how the strong man stumbles or where the doer of deeds could have done them better. The credit belongs to the man who is actually in the arena, whose face is marred by dust and sweat and blood, who strives valiantly, who errs, who comes short again and again, because there is no effort without error and shortcoming but who does actually strive to do the deeds, who knows great enthusiasms, the great devotions, who spends himself in a worthy cause, who at the best knows in the end the triumph of high achievement, and who at the worst, if he fails, at least fails while daring greatly, so that his place shall never be with those cold and timid souls who neither know victory nor defeat. That's all I have for you today. Remember, you can reach me via email at Riley at headstrongconsulting.com or via Twitter at Riley Jensen. I'd love to hear from you. I'll talk to you tomorrow.